Alrighty, we are getting started here. We are back on the Sandcast podcast. We lost Travis due to Mexico. He somehow made his way he made from thirty fourth in the reserve list all the way into the qualifier because so he many was teams. That far down? Yeah, so many teams dropped out. Oh, He's like, I'm going to Mexico. I was like, dude, you're not getting in. He's like, no, I'm in. Like, I, I made it. And uh, so Travis left. But we upgraded. We got savvy here today. Yeah, I was going to ask if that was a loss. Well, we, we have our college volleyball insider here. We, we needed okay. to bring in the big dogs for this one. Yeah. Um, but we're here with Southern Miss Beach Volleyball head coach, Sean Taylor. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. And Brett Favre's here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> to... Sorry, that was a bad, think of what, that was what a bad I, intro. I say uh, leaning <laughs> scorer on the Southern Miss volleyball team, Brett Favre. <laughs> Not... That's how he's, random it is, though. I'm like, wait, you're going to bring Brett Favre? He's our, like, he's our volunteer uh, yeah, you can come. assistant Vol- volunteer coach assistant. from the stands. <laughs> Let's just address that right may off the bat. May or may not aggravate yeah, his just, daughter. Just ask my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> No, we appreciate you guys coming, though. Uh, let's just, yeah, address it right away. Like, how how did you guys get linked up, and what do you guys got going on? I know your program's been going for, what, three years now? This is officially our fourth full fourth year. Fourth year, okay. COVID kind of, I don't know how to score that one. Oh, yeah, that was, um, that, was that one, in my opinion, doesn't count. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really. In our first year, uh, Sean wasn't the head coach. He was uh, down in Mobile. Our indoor coach coached both. Okay. If you want to call it that, um, was was a was in the position. No, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, a lot so, of the indoor coaches. Yeah, are I like, mean, hey, yeah, uh, I mean, they just say, "Hey, you got to coach both." It's right, fun. Exactly. We, we got to add the sport for Title Nine, so Good I'll luck. pay you an extra three thousand dollars to coach Beach, <laughs> right? You know, and then they coach it about the the way they were hired. So, yep. So really, you know, our second year was really our first serious year, in my opinion. Where Sean actually came in and recruited, um, and started gearing it to you know how how he wanted to see the program grow, and he's recruited some some foreign girls. Yeah, my daughter plays, and that's how Sean and I met. Prior to college, my daughter played indoor indoor travel, and then I think Ellen or one of her indoor buddies talked her into playing beach travel and uh boy we, we put some frequent flyer miles uh, <laughs> i'm yeah. sure but you got to do yeah. that yeah and sean was our our uh, he helped with indoor but he's also our beach travel coach and uh here we are wow i love it so the irony is we probably come within miles of each other multiple times because yeah. you spent some time in kansas off and on and like didn't even know it. So it's one of those weird like the circles finally linked up. Right. Um, and then how did your um, beach uh, experience come about? So <laughs> I grew up in Kansas. Right. Yeah, that's why, that's a, why I'm asking the question. As a, as a, why beaches in Kansas. As, <laughs> as a sand volleyball player, not, uh, a, not a beach volleyball yeah. player because we obviously don't okay. have beaches. Right. I was fortunate. I was right place, right time. Mm-hmm. And I was the young teenage punk. And there were a bunch of guys that were coming out over summertime and living the dream and playing a lot in California or they played previous summers. And so the level of play was was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just showed up and got my butt kicked. There was a bar in town, two courts, and you show up and get your butt kicked every day. And 
if you don't like getting your butt kicked, you figure out how to get better. This was in Topeka? In Topeka, yeah. I was going to ask, there's so many facilities, like, for him, like, in Louisiana, there's all these different facilities and places with where that they, they don't have beaches, so they make all these rad complexes, so are there places in Kansas besides that place with two courts? It was kind of hit or miss, like, the stars aligned. Yeah. And so yeah. it was pretty good talent with a pretty cool facility at yeah. a brewery, um, and I happened to be there right place, right time. Yeah. And so um, growing up, I was actually a better, I would say, sand player than mm -hmm. beach player. Mm -hmm. And then um, had the opportunity to go on and play in college at Graceland, small private school. Yeah. yeah. And at the time, like, they were taking it to some Division One, Division Two programs. Were there any Hawaiians on your team? There were. A lot of Hawaiians yeah. used to get recruited out there. Yeah. One of my good Where's friends. Graceland? Nick Costello, you probably know. He coaches assistant at uh, University of Hawaii. Beach. I don't know him. Okay. But uh, Matt Dennison was a guy from the islands. Dennison, okay, yeah. Uh, I that James name. Butler was <laughs> James a guy Butler. that could fly. He and went to screw, my high school. Yeah, he could screw up a volleyball. Oh, yeah. That's like crazy. He was impressive. Where's Graceland? Oh Kansas? It's in Iowa. It's like three miles across the Missouri-Iowa border, like smack dab yeah. in the bottom. That had to be culture shock from Hawaii oh. to go to Graceland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Memphis, but... Jan yeah, no, that guy went to my high school. I went to a high school. I graduated wow. 20 kids, like, on the side of the hill. I never thought I'd hear that guy's name yeah. on the mainland ever. Yeah. But, yeah, he had... What a it was. It was weird, though, because... And, and you've probably experienced it. Like, Hawaiians are very passionate. Like, they're very passionate. They love their culture. Mm. Um, there's a lot of them that also like to get away from the craziness right, and experience yeah, yeah. a different life. Yeah, and yeah. so Iowa was a very different life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, when we had tornadoes, they would run outside, and I'm like, no, nah, man, I grew up in Kansas. Like, I've, I've lived this stuff. I'm, I'm going, <laughs> going to safety. You're going down. And, right. uh, like, the first snow, they were out there. They oh. couldn't feel their hands, but they were snowball, snowball <laughs> fight. I'm like... I've I've got it was, it was like um, Dumb and Dumber like yeah. yep, I've yep. got extra sets of gloves you know like <laughs> that's how here, I would man. be that's how I would be growing up here that's so awesome. yeah that was, um, that was literally my first experience going out to uh, what was it Colorado Springs mm -hmm. Olympic Training Center <laughs> running outside from Hawaii the snow <laughs> yeah, yeah like, oh my god my hands hurt so bad yeah. <laughs> I love it but, but it hurts <laughs> snow I'm doing it so you never went to Mauna Loa. Uh, I never went to the top, no. It's, I mean, I know there's, I mean, it doesn't snow up there that often, and it's like, you gotta, like, run up and get it at the right time. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, that much of a thing that locals do, but, yeah, no, I've actually never been to the top. You been up there? No. No, I've only been to, as Oahu. we talk, yeah, Oahu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know there's a lot more beauty to oh, Hawaii. Oh, yeah, well, on the other island. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I kind of uh, followed you guys around the whole Pro Bowl group. Mm -hmm. You know, they had all this stuff going on and people following you guys around, and you guys were basically in Waikiki or yeah. the resort at Koalina, mm -hmm. Ihilani. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe they let you go out to the North Shore for a day or so, but no, you didn't see the real Hawaii. No, we just saw the tourist yeah. part of it. Yeah, and, exactly. And it was. Uh, it was packed, you know, and yeah. I'm sure it's like that all the time. The touristy parts, yeah, for man. sure. But Hawaii, I've traveled the entire world at this point. Not the entire world, but... Pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of it. And uh, I've never experienced a place like Hawaii, still. Like, it's very unique. Just the culture, the the landscape, the beauty. You got you to gotta go check it out. The, the real, spam, the the spam real, and rice. 
Yeah, but I mean, the team, you guys got to go get a scrimmage. Yeah, have you guys with, not uh, been out there? University yet? of Hawaii. Hey, the team. Baby no. steps. We True. made it to California. True. So that's a big step. That's you know? Exactly. So, no, a, I think yeah. coming to California is a huge step. I think, uh, well, I know our program is obviously in the infant stages. We hope that our daughter will, will be done this year, but we hope the program just continues to rise. And I, I you know, it's beach volleyball, but it can be football, it can be baseball. In order to get better, you have to play better talent. Yeah. You have to experience yep. different things that you can't just stay in the status quo circle that you're always in. Right. You, you get your butt whipped, you either retreat or you get better. Yeah. And, but you got to expose yourself to, I mean, these programs out here, this is where it's. This it, is it. it. Yeah, this is it. And there, there's even uh, all the teams around the world are actually here right now. Like yeah. I just played against Qatar, who's the number one team in the world mm -hmm. today, um, and they all came here. Obviously, we're close to Mexico where the event is, but um, they come to these beaches to train yeah. because yeah. they know this well, is the spot. Yeah, it's, it's not like you can't get that on the east coast. It's, it's, this is where it's this from. Is it, yeah, this is where it was born. And yeah. So you, you, you kind of go to get some of that magic. Yeah, and you know what? One unique thing about our sport that a lot of people say fans love it, players love it, is that the players are very accessible rather than like, you know, we can't yeah. show up to your practices and see what you're doing. Whereas like I was telling Sean this morning, like, hey, we practice at this time, like, or come to any of these courts. There's really good volleyball going on between 28th Street, Hermosa, and the pier. Yeah. Every morning between Every morning. what eight and twelve. Eight and twelve. Yeah. Like it's like the go, eight to ten session watch and the, the gold 10 medalists 12. play. The bronze mm -hmm. medalists just played against us today. You know, April's down there. Yeah. Um, some of the best college players that we had. So like, the girls can go down and just watch, like, awesome volleyball. Yeah, and that's for us. Like that's the benefit, obviously, and it's cool because we did a podcast. Or I did a podcast with our student group on campus last week, and took one of our players. And you know. Like, they're starting to get it when they're starting to echo what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've been, like, just preaching from day one is if we want to be the best, we got to go play the best. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we can't yeah. be concerned about our record. Like, if we get wrapped up in the result, like, it's not, it's not going to be good for us. But if we want to be great, like, we've got to go play great. Yeah. And so coming out here, you know, there's some great programs around us. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, there's more great programs and a different style. Right. And, and some different officiating and stuff like that. But part of the other part is, like, what are we doing in the off offseason? Um, how are we getting ourselves better? And most of them had never been to California before. And so to expose them to this and say, you know, you don't have to spend your life out here, but if you can come out for two or three weeks, like, harass Savvy. Go get a game, right. you know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Do, you, do you need someone to train against? Yeah. And um, David Fisher was one of the guys that I thought was great. He's like, I couldn't afford to pay for this, so I was just going to be Misty and, and Carrie's training buddy. And, like, whatever coaching they were going to get, I was going to get too, right. so I could apply that to my game. That's how I picked up my That's first partner, Heidi. I said, you need reps. I'm just out here. I'll get, you, get reps with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I was, like, going all out. And eventually he's like, I'll give you a shot. I was like, oh, what? Like, like what? I didn't even know it was a yeah. tryout. I was just... Yeah. Going all out. I guess every day is a tryout. Yeah. yeah well, apparently. You, yeah. Well, when you're not trying out. You're trying out. Yeah. yeah. And that's. I guess, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. That's one of the things I stress with our players. Like you're interviewing every day. Yeah. And like at some point somebody's going to call me and want a reference. Mm -hmm. You're interviewing every day. So mm -hmm. what do you want me to say? 
when when they when they call when yeah. I pick right. up the phone. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you're out there playing, like it's not just getting reps. Like totally, more times than not, people are are trying you out. Yeah, and that's like what Try was just saying. Like for me, I don't like I can't afford a coach right now. I'm like trying to find the you know I just moved here. It's pricey to live here, but I go and I train against the top teams who have legit coaches and they're coaching against me. Like we'll, we'll, we'll compete in practice and they're not really giving me feedback, but they're giving their team feedback. And it's really cool to like, for me and a partner just to go train. And we're like the, we're like the dummies. Like we just go and train against them, but we're getting better because we're training against the top level. And it's making us have to sit and think like, okay, the coach and that they're strategizing together. How are we going to try and strategize against them without a coach? And cause there's a lot of times where you're in a game and you, you can't, you, you can talk to your coach in the timeout, but not mid game. So it's really good practice. And even if you can't afford a coach, that's the goal. But for me right now, just being out of college, doing that is, it's really helped my game a bunch. To put it in your language, she's a tackling dummy. Well, I was sitting here thinking I got my start at Southern Miss. (laughs) I was seventh on the depth chart and there were seven quarterbacks. That tells you where I started. Yeah. And, uh, of course I had nowhere to go, but up. Um, so they said, Hey, four, you go in and play scout team. Well, I didn't even know what scout team was. <laughs> and they held up these little cards, and they were like, and I was looking over there, and we were going against first string defense. I was a little intimidated, but I, I was 17 years old at the time, and I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof. And one thing I knew I could do, I could throw it better and harder than anyone. Mm-hmm. I'd worry about where to <laughs> later on. I just knew I could out-throw it. <laughs> and they said, all right, do this. Give them a look. I want you to do this. Well, I'd always do that plus about 30 other things. Uh-huh. And zing one down the field. But, I, but I, my point is, much like what you're saying, is it was an opportunity for me to, to get better, even though it was kind of unscripted. Yeah. You're competing against, in my, in my situation, the best. That uh, was the best our defense could uh, or our team could put out there. And I want to say I sized up. And that's kind of, you, you, again, you either rise up to the occasion and go, you know what, you beat me once, beat me twice, you're not going to beat me three times. Or you say, you know what, I can't, I'm not cut out for this. And you pack your bags and go elsewhere. You hope right. they don't put you in at some point. But, right. but that's, you know, again, talking about beach volleyball, it's such a great experience when Sean told us that he was going to do a West Coast swing, and actually, we in a couple of weeks we go to Tucson. You know, to me, it's two things. It's great for our program. There's such value in seeing where it came from, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But also just the experience, like you said. You know, there's more to it than just playing. Look, I hope we win some this week. I'd be shocked if we did, and I'm not. I'm not knocking our program. Mm-hmm. We're. Pl- I watched watched Cal Poly and Loyola Marymount at LSU and Florida State uh, the last couple weeks. And I don't see LMU getting beat. Their number ones are outstanding. Mm -hmm. I mean, studs. But that's, again, and my daughter's a a one seed. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm pulling for her, but we're going to see how we match up. Uh, LSU didn't match up very well against them. Um, and, and they think their program is pretty good, which it is. But yeah. but it's it's a great experience. Yeah, it's it's opportunity, right? Like at that point, I mean, you always got to look for opportunities. Even us this week against yeah. Qatar, their number one mm-hmm. team in the world, we're like, all right, maybe they'll kick our ass every day. But 
it's going to be the best training we could possibly ask for yeah. going yeah. into to the next event. And it really doesn't matter like what level you're at. It's like no opportunity is, yeah. is what you need. Yeah. Probably the hardest thing is being at the top. That's what I'm thinking, right? Like being the Stay number in one there. team. It, yeah. Staying the, there, right. The, yeah. the, the Misty's and carries of the world, the, the Phil and Todd's, like yeah. how do you sustain that excellence for that long when the Tiger Woods, like yeah. pick a sport, pick, well. Uh, yeah. You, well, you, were, you were pretty okay. Guy. I you know, know you got guy. a guy with uh, yeah. I know but, a guy here. You know, <laughs> with beach volleyball, I think the, the biggest difference between the sports that you mentioned, football, golf, and golf is sort of getting into that, you know, that territory where all these young guys are training and and are hitting the ball just as far. I mean, you're hearing guys that you never, you know, who is this guy? Where did he come from? Yeah. Beach volleyball, what, five, ten years ago, had half the programs collegiately that they have now. So -hmm. it's probably doubled in size. The exposure is much, and I remember watching uh, Kerry and, and Misty playing the, you know, it was kind of my first exposure to beach volleyball. I was like, this is kind of cool. Olympics, was yeah, it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have it at Southern Miss. Uh-huh. No one really had it close by. LSU may have had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who did they play against? Yeah. They didn't play against anybody around there. So they yeah. were playing. So you really wasn't exposed to it. But now it's, you got, you got clubs everywhere. Uh, they don't have it in high schools yet, but if you if you want to be someone, your kids either playing travel or getting left behind, mm-hmm. and that's really in all sports except for football. Yeah, and and beach is kind of falling in line with that. Um, not only, I mean out here, it, it you know it goes without saying that that's the way of life, but like Mississippi, it's becoming cool to be on the, the beach volleyball team wow. or or be playing it. That's crazy. And we have beaches, but. I don't think that they even play on our uh, the Gulf Coast beach. It's a it's a pretty Gulf. narrow. You're going to spend more time fishing the ball out of the water, yeah, yeah. probably, than you are actually Stepping playing the game. On bottles, or, right? Yeah. It's not as pristine here. Yeah. I mean, at home as it is here. Yeah, LA is basically just a desert that hits the ocean. <laughs> like if you look at pictures back in the day before this whole all the concrete got mm-hmm. built, it's literally just sand dunes. Why it did Why ocean. did Bugsy stop in Vegas then? Like why not just Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's over my head. <laughs> yeah, but L.A., I mean, this spot in particular, like I'm from San Diego, and I, I went to UCLA, I graduated, and moved home. But even then, there, the, the, the level of play down there isn't high enough. You have to be right here. I, yeah. I was commuting a ton. But, I mean, and it's two hours. I mean, that's not that bad. But I, I got... But I you had to do here. it if you wanted to... Yeah, I was coming... I was getting up, and a lot of girls I was playing with wanted to do, like, the 7.30, 7.45 practice slot. So I was getting up at, like, 4, 4.30, coming here, getting done by 9.30, 10. I'm home by noon. I have a whole day, but then I'm coming up the In next day. In bed by 6. Exactly. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and then I, there were times where I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay on someone's couch or stay, stay with them or, like... Stay, stay in my car. Like, I have a forerunner and put throw a bed in the car. And that, that's what you're saying, the yeah. couch hopping. Like, you do what you can, but it got to the point where I was like, I can't keep driving and I can't yeah. keep doing this. So I made the move to be here, but it, it it's it's a big difference. I could get a group of four down there to play consistently, but here, I mean, every week, I get people asking, what's your training group like? I'm like, any girl who's 
who's on the tour I'm playing with because it, it, every week it's different. This yeah. is like the spot to be, and I think that's why the college teams out here are so good. But like you said, he, you're recruiting, you recruit some foreign girls too. Yeah, that's the new big thing too. Like LMU, I think they're ones. I can't remember who's yeah. the ones, but they're foreign, or one yeah. of them's foreign. Yeah. That's kind of a new thing, too. Yeah, it was, it was graduate students, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they're getting the best of the best, yeah. hand-picking them. Yeah. And I can see where, if you're a foreign kid, what little bit you know about America, if you're a beach volleyball player and a good one, and LMU calls and Southern Miss calls, where are you going? No, I'm not knocking Southern Miss, but right. we, we have to pay our dues yeah, and get yeah, to yeah. that point. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're obviously not there, but he's recruited some really. It's funny because I, I ask him, Did any of these girls come on a recruiting visit? Uh, he's got one from Poland, a couple from Czech, one from Cyprus, uh, one from Spain. And well, we did a video call. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, right. my son in law, in fact, he's married to our oldest daughter, is from Ma uh, uh, Manchester, England. And and I'm shifting gears a little bit, but he, they met in Hattiesburg where we live. He came over on a soccer scholarship. Yeah, obviously they all play soccer over yeah. there. And he went to an NAIA school in Hattiesburg called William Carey. And I was asking him, I said, how, how did your parents just say, okay, here you go? Yeah. I said, did you ever come on a recruiting visit? He goes, no. There was a, a guy coaching in, in the area that was from England and you know, he started getting these guys. And I, I just can't imagine how hard that would be to just send your kid off or the kid is, you know, I can see where you'd be excited about it, but it's nervous. What am I getting into? Mm -hmm. He got off the plane in New Orleans in August. I don't know what year. And he said, whoo. He had a, said he had a, <laughs> <laughs> a jogging suit on and he had a beanie. He said that, the high in Manchester in the summer is 55. I'm like, we don't see 55 till December. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe. D depends on the year. Yeah. And he said he lost 25 pounds his first month oh my in gosh. soccer practice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thought he was going to die. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm getting, getting back to these girls. Um, and we've had one, I think, total one that went back home. Yeah. Which I think says a lot about our program. Yeah. I could, when when Sean said one left and went back home, I, I'm like, can you blame her? Or, or you know, or the parents are pulling at her, or whatever. Uh, that would be tough. So, to recruit those kids, and, and they're good, they're young, but they're good, um, is as an asset to our program. But it's got to sure. be tough. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's cool that you're recruiting internationally, though. Like, the yeah. game is growing like crazy. Like, yeah. Norway is the number one team in the world. Really? Well, yeah. Qatar's number one. Norway's number two, but the Olympic Norway's gold known for their beaches. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. You just got to shovel. Apparently. You got to shovel through our snow. Apparently. They're white. <laughs> We're going to pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. And Try and I are so stoked to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball, and Tri put us well over the 100,000-mile mark for the whole Sandcast family, and neither of us got sick a single time. All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November, and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, 
is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that. And my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, we cannot recommend it enough. It, it's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're gonna be paying more than three bucks a day anyway, so you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over a 100 bucks a day in vitamin supplements, and he decided to just found his own. And now we're on the, the 51st or 52nd iteration of Athletic Greens, and it is so good, and it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere. It, I, I actually was uh, led to Athletic Greens by t the Tim Ferriss podcast. And then Joe Rogan also has it on his podcast. And between those two, you have 90% of the high performers in the world. And now they're here on Sandcast, keeping the boys healthy. Uh, so right now for you, it's, it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people. Okay. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free and I'm going to say that again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sandcast, all right? That is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love, and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe. We got 16 AVPs, 16. And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next, and AVP America is just full, and we are just going to be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson Volleyballs. You can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news 
from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com and on the sidebar, there's an easy sign up form. We would love to have you join the newsletter. It's not just Sandcast news. It is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today. Well, <laughs> and and uh, we call him Dodgeball Jared. He's sitting off camera. We were talking about some of this stuff. And I think there's a few things that you guys hit on. Like one, the collegiate game on the women's side is absolutely helping the depth of the field. And it's, it's helping it domestically, mm-hmm. um, but it's also ha- helping it internationally. Right. Um, and so, like, you are in situations where you don't get to train against the best every day. So how do you get great? Like, you have to be super technical with your game. And I can't jump higher and hit harder and, right. and just be better. Like, I've got to be really, really skilled. And I've got to watch a lot of video. And so when I get those opportunities to play against the best, I, I'm maximizing those opportunities. But college is kind of a stopgap because not a lot of federations and it's no knock on USA Volleyball. They just don't have the money. But, like, we're not equipped like some of the other sports to fund our teams, right. you know? And so for a girl from Poland to have the opportunity to come over here or the Czech Republic, one of them, she stops me as we get ready to practice today. She's like, uh, her cousin's Bara, her, mo- her, her, her Manova, I butcher the pronunciation. Uh-huh. Hermanova is how I would say it. Right. Um, she's getting ready to play in Mexico right now. Mm-hmm. She's like, Barra says, uh, Team Canada's practicing right up the street right now. Go say hi. I'm like, well, we need to get practicing, and if they're still there, we'll go say hi. Yeah. But um, we start to get kind of those connections. And um, like I was talking with some friends, if, if you followed hip-hop, like, it started in New York. Mm-hmm. And nobody will deny, like, New York's presence in, in the hip-hop and rap game. And then it hit the West Coast. And then Atlanta and then New Orleans, mm-hmm. and then St. Louis, and, and now, like, Chicago. And I think beach volleyball is not quite there yet, but you're starting to see this turn where, yes, you have to, if you want to be the best and play against the best, like, there's a lot right here. Right. But with the addition of collegiate volleyball on the women's side, you're starting to see these totally. pockets that are emerging mm-hmm. yeah. in Texas. And, and, and Florida's been good for a while. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and Chicago, you know, Rob has been crushing it out in Ohio on the junior side for a long time. So, like, you're going to start seeing, and it's only going to kind of filter up. Totally. And it's, I'm totally seeing it because I've I've been around, let's just say, 2011. Uh, I started playing pro. And back then, it was like maybe Florida, like Cali and Florida. Mm -hmm. Hey, I played beach volleyball from New York. Like, good luck. Like, this shouldn't be a problem. Now it's, you can't take anyone. I mean, Evan's from uh, New Orleans, right? Yeah. Uh, normally, it'd be like, New Orleans, like, you got no chance. Yes. Yeah. Now, you might out eat us some crawfish, but yeah. that's about yeah, right. it. <laughs> and, and it's like, hey, you got to come play out here. It's great out here. I'm like, mm, is it really? Yeah. And then everyone that goes out there loves it. Like, the bar scene, it's just it's a different really culture, incredible. but it's strong. Like, yeah. the fans are great. We went to Austin, and we, we packed this whole 
outdoor bar thing and mm-hmm. through our own format event and the fans were just like super into it. Yeah. It's pretty wild. And, yeah. and even the podcast, a lot of people, I go all over the country, even the world now and, and people are like, not talking to me about volleyball. They're like, oh, the podcast. Yeah. The podcast. Yeah. Like, Dang, like, you guys actually listen to it out here? Yeah, you know, along those same lines, one thing I can brag about with our program, we have what I've seen. We have the second best facilities, mm. in, maybe in the country. LSU's got an unbelievable, now they inherited their tennis. It was, you know, LSU, SEC money is in a class by itself. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're, you know, whatever they need, they get, but they inherited yeah. their tennis facility and it's a grandstand, it's, it's fabulous. Ours is, uh, the only thing I would say our court doesn't have or facility, we have less courts. Mm-hmm. But as far as the niceness and the amenities, we share facilities with the indoor, indoor facilities. In my opinion, it may not seat as many as the it's some in the country, but it's the best in the country. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, our program's got a long ways to go. Mm-hmm. and But it, usually it's like your program is built slowly but surely, and then the facilities will come. That's like how ours right. was. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's across the, the board for anyone. But yeah. we're different. We have the facilities, and they're outstanding. You, you go in our indoor facility, which our beach has their own locker room. They have a hot and cold tub. They have a weight room. They have a training room. They don't have to go in to any other athletic facilities because mm-hmm. they have their own. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's spectacular. It really is. So um, doesn't really help with the foreign kids because he's getting them signed without even coming to visit. Exactly. Right. Usually yeah. it's we, like, they we do the video oh, man, tour. this place is awesome. Yeah. Like, come I got to come here. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But that'll so, definitely help with the, with the recruiting will, side of it. It will. Because that's super it, you know, important. Yeah. I don't care who the coach is. If you say... You got a chance to go to LSU, LMU, whoever, and Southern Miss. Choose us. Uh, okay. Why? Yeah, yeah. But the facilities will certainly. All you need is it's it's like we always say in football. You just need one or two players. Right. Real, the one difference makers, mm. and then it kind of falls in line. Yeah. But facilities. Yeah, I know. Like in football, recruiting. Kids, it's important what the helmets look like, what color uniforms they wear, what what kind of shoes y'all wear, right? Or do you have an indoor facility? Yeah. Not can I get on the field and play right, right away? Yeah. So it's it's the things that we think of as like why is that important? But I know if, if a family brought their kids in, Sean shows them around, they got to be just blown away yeah. by the facilities. I mean, sending your kid there, you would feel comfortable. No, we're, we're fortunate, um, and, and Brett and, and his wife, Deanna, have, have played a big role in, in helping us mm-hmm. get those facilities. Um, but I know a lot of people have to drive off campus to go train. Yeah, Ours is right on campus, and our locker room is literally right across the street, like across the parking lot, and we, we could hop out there. Um, Going back to the international kids, I've got a Spanish girl, and we've had to train in the morning. And normally it's like, it doesn't get cold. But this winter has been for- Yeah, we had about a three-week stretch where the lows was in the 30s, maybe even 20s. So we're starting practice at 8 (laughs) a.m. at 32 degrees. No, that's a- and that's gonna be a problem for me. Yeah, I, that's, that, that's a no that's for me. That's not gonna work. This guy's getting body slammed at Lambo his whole career. He's I like, love it. 
You guys are scared of a little volleyball? <laughs> well, I'll say this. We got to wear shoes and socks when oh, we were, played oh, at Lambeau. Now, we got hit. But, like, my daughter, one day she texts me. And she's like, Dad. And usually she's pretty tough. She's like, Dad, it's Antarctica out here. <laughs> I'm like, suck it up. She's like, I can't suck it up anymore. I said, uh, well, wear socks. She's like, Dad, you're not getting my, it's 24 degrees. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, that's the only we, time we I ever wear sand socks. That's the only time I ever wear sand socks. Not when it's hot, yeah. but when it's cold. Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. I mean, even here when it gets yeah. in the more for 8 a.m. practice, it was like in the 40s-ish. By the time he starts, probably low 50s. But your feet are freezing. Yeah. And when your feet are numb, you can't, no. you like, can't no, move around. No, I know me. I'm my, if my hands and my feet get cold, you know, when they start hurting, count me out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm useless. Yeah. yeah. So our Spanish girl, like... I try to be really honest. I don't want players that, that show up mm-hmm. and I've fed them a bunch of lies and now they're unhappy. Right. And she comes from the very southern part of Spain where it's Carmen. always warm. Carmen, yeah. Always warm. Like, you can be at the beach pretty much like here. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, we're pretty much a tropical climate. I vaguely remember having this conversation. It had to be in the summer when it was like 95 degrees yeah. and 98% humidity. <laughs> And every day when it's like below 50, you remember when you said it's tropical? <laughs> this is not tropical. I'm like, when was that conversation? Yeah, I, right. Like, I don't remember. But, but yeah, um, no, it, it stays warm. We can train year round. It gets yeah. a little cold. But, but also, I'll say, especially for the athletes that are, that are doing well and want to take it to the next level, we have to go play around, in, around the entire world. We play in over 100 degrees, crazy wind, or we're in Switzerland in the rain, both last year. My hands are numb. I can see my breath. Um, But that's kind of the beauty of the sport. Yeah, it's outdoor sport. My daughter's first year, uh, the the first year the program was was playing, we played, and this is when it was kind of revealing to me. I didn't really know the format, that all five seeds matter, and all, which right. I think enhances the game mm-hmm. because the fifth seed may be more important to your program than the one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know. They're all important. But we played a, a tournament in Austin P, which is just outside Nashville. And the, the, the de- first day we played, it was typical like summer or almost summer, it was 78, it was humid, it was overcast, and that night a thunderstorm came in and shook the rafters. The next day it was like, the high was like 30, and the wind was, you threw the ball up and it would go out the door over there. Oh yeah. And it was the damnedest thing, but they played. And the good ones, in which we were not, when we were setting the ball over the net and getting points, <laughs> you know, or we're sitting at the other side and it's blowing back over. Or, I mean, it was, but you play. And then you play in 95 degrees and humid. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it sure makes it interesting to watch. That, that's a 100% a huge part of the sport is being able to play in the different conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, did you watch Cancun last year? The wind was just <laughs> It was ridiculous. insane wind yeah. to where, like you're saying, I, if I set the ball to the roof right here, it's almost going to yeah. hit Gabby's feet. Yeah. And that was the last few events, three of our last five events of Olympic qualifying. So biggest matches of a lot of our lives 
and it was in that kind of wind. The best team, uh, the teams that made the end were Qatar, which were super mm-hmm. scrappy, athletic, ball control team, and then the Italians. Uh, I think Adrian made the quarterfinals every time. Yeah, he did really well. He's like this shorter guy that has crazy the best ball control yeah. in the world by far, but that played into his favor. Like, yeah, and the best he, sky ball. Best he's sky ball like the in best the sky ball of all time by far. Um, but that's what the sport's about. It's about being good at every skill, first of all, because it's not indoor where you're specialized. I can just hit. I can just set. You got to do all the skills, but then you also got to play in all the elements. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you also have to train yourself. It's a lot different than any big team sport in that sense. You know, you bring in your coach. You figure out your weights. You figure out who to train against, all that. Um, so I think, you know, having all those different elements – Having the different weather actually plays yeah. into your I think that favorite. makes it it's more exciting. Yeah, for sure. Harder, but harder's yeah. no, the harder path but to, to achieving success. I, right? I learned watching Travel Beach. I, I kind of measured everything early on, but I, we'd, we'd show up for a tur- tournament, and I'd say, oh, we're going to blow this team away. Mm-hmm. Maybe like two little scrawny <clears throat> kids. Looks like zero athletic ability. And they nickled and dimed us to death, just yeah, technically. Right. Yeah. Didn't wow you, served it in. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they were down, yeah, you, and they didn't give the ball away. You know, like if you're up by 12, you can yeah. try a razzle dazzle serve if you want. Right, yeah. But if you're down by 12, you can't afford to give any away. <laughs> and the, the, these teams that were real technical, would just nickel and dime you to death and uh, and outsmart you. Yep. You know, catch a napping, yeah, drop yep. it in. Yep. Yeah. Experience and um, like savviness. Savviness. Hey, <laughs> savage. <laughs> Savageness. <laughs> no, it's it's huge in the beach. It, yeah. I've for sure got shredded by so many. And you probably could out jump, out hit. Oh yeah. Uh, and you're like, what the hell's the deal? When you first and come out, they'll wily vet. Exactly. Just, Sitting at the end of the bar with a smirk on his face. Exactly. That's like uh, like John Hyden, the yeah. guy we were telling you about. <laughs> He's 30, 48, 49 yeah. now, and he doesn't. He won't even hit the ball. He'll just chop you down, run away from the block, and just do his his the way that he understands the game is just so much higher so level than anyone else that he just beats you without. Has he ever said to you, "Boy, if I had your talent"? Oh, my when God. <laughs> he he <laughs> let me know uh, how lucky I In was. In other words, was he's saying lucky. to you, don't be me at 48. He's Make like, the most of it now because you got the talent. Yes, oh, 100%. Well, and he was also, like, pissed at me because he's like, you know how long it took me to learn all this shit that I'm teaching you? You better get out here and work hard. And, and he was right. I was 24 and, like, excited to go run around, dive yeah. and jump and hit the ball hard and – He's teaching me all the veteran stuff at a young mm-hmm. age, and that was huge for just me. So had, important. Yeah. Just he keep yelling this. at me, please. Just keep yelling at me. I'll get yeah, better. Right. I promise. No, I took it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you can yell at me all you want. Uh, That's why all these like, like, how old's April? Thirty nine. Uh, she's she's seasoned. They're just so much smart. Like, me and a partner who's my age can go out and be fresher and jump higher and everything, but play against a team who's just older, like like Larissa and Lily. Oh yeah, they're. <laughs> They're a married couple, and they're older, and they're just 
so much smarter than us. Like they. Lewis is one of the greats. Yeah. yeah. But they're just so smart. Like they're they don't jump very high. They don't do anything crazy. But they outsmart you. Yeah. The whole time. If yeah. you can, if you can, fast track. You know, at a young age. Yeah. To get to that point. Yeah. Because you know, same goes football. You know, like the latter part of my career. I was so much more aware of what was going on and how I wanted to attack it. I just couldn't move as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. And my game relied on moving around and buying time with my feet. Tom Brady, on the other hand, no, right. not so much. Yeah. He, he, he's built for you protect him. He's, so he can play as long as he wants. But right. he would say the same thing. You know, you're not going to outsmart me. It, when I was 23, yeah, because I, you know, I, I thought I had it figured out at 23. Yeah. But if you can figure it out, at a young age, yeah, exactly, and and get that savviness like the older mm-hmm. wily ones do. You can, and that this is in any sport or any job profession. You know, instead of having that mentality of, uh, oh, I know, I got it. Yeah, I, I yeah, got yeah. it. Oh, uh, well, the, you bring up the latter half of your career. I was a huge fan at the end there when we when we were at the Vikings uh, from Hawaii. I'm from Hawaii, but my mom's from Minnesota. So really? As you oh. see up there, I got my, my Viking stuff up there. Nice. And um, if it wasn't for Evan's damn Saints, uh, Bounty we, Gate. That doesn't no. get brought up. Bounty Gate? That doesn't get brought up in the Favre household. Well, I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> all that being said, we, we, I still had a chance to beat them, and I, I, I didn't. So that's what pissed me off. I'm not pissed off what they did. I pissed off what I did. It was opportunity for you yeah. to overcome it. Hey, guys. How's it going? Wanted to take a quick second here to let you know about an awesome product that we discovered this offseason. It is called Eversun Lighting. Eversun Lighting is an extremely portable and versatile lighting system built for outdoor after dark activities such as beach volleyball. We used it in the McKibben format this year, had an amazing night match, which you probably saw on YouTube. The company is expanding quickly. They're on their third production model and that unit is called the Apollo. That's the one you're gonna wanna get your hands on. It is made up of two LED lights, 100% lithium ion battery powered, 18,000 total lumens. And if you're gonna carry it around, it's about the size of a snowboard case. Weighs 35 pounds, light head detaches from the telescopic mass, which goes from five feet all the way up to 20 feet high. That mast is ultra light and ultra strong made of carbon fiber. If you get two of these lights, they can light up a beach court easily. You get four of them, it's gonna be like a professional match. You also can swap out the batteries. Each battery will last about five hours. So these are extremely versatile. The Apollo units are currently being sold on pre-order because of there was so much success in the McKibben Foreman. Special pricing for pre-order and the early bird special goes through April 30th. You're going to want to go to eversunlighting.com and use discount code SANDCAST for your 10% off these lights. You will not regret it. Again, use discount code SANDCAST and you can have some of the best night matches of your life. I, I got beat up pretty good, but hell, I think the I first saw, time. I think I saw photos. I was like, Brett Favre's my guy from now on. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, when I, it's funny. Uh, when I was, um, I don't know, eight, nine years old, just like falling in love with football, you and Jerry Rice were my favorite players. And I don't, you know, I'm very anti-Packers nowadays. But it is kind of funny that that was the case. And I, I found that you guys were 
now actually looking back on like the athlete that I've become, my dream is to be a professional athlete. Mm. I like, like that grittiness and like, it's funny to look back and see like who the, my first favorite athletes were. Like guys like you and Jerry, who I heard like, you know, would run the crazy hills in San Francisco. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I didn't do that. Well, <laughs> you're the we gunslinger. Might have walked. You're the gunslinger. I, I worked walked hard, up. but I, right. I had my limitations. But the grit, I said, I'm not grit. running hills because I'm, I'm a quarterback. Yeah. That was my justification. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. It, it's funny, though, Trent, uh, like beach volleyball and football. Like, there's not much to relate there. Not you know what, what's interesting is, is like when you take a superior athlete in their sport, mm -hmm. and just let's say, for example, just take Jerry Rice. Right. In the top of his game, put him on the beach court. He would look like. Yeah. He's got two left feet. It makes it's, sense. It's, it's it makes so sense amazing how... Or Michael Jordan in baseball. Yeah. Now, he did okay, but... He hung he, in there. Yeah. I mean, he... I mean, he did better than I probably could have done, but... <laughs> you, I'm sure Jerry would be like, oh, yeah, I can beat y'all now in beach volleyball. And then right. I'm sure he can move around, and but it's, 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 it's funny how you kind of... You know, you're geared to your specific and yeah. how you train and and mentally. I know, like, when I went snow skiing for the first time and I suck. I, in fact, I think I'm quitting because the more I've gone, the worse I've gotten. <laughs> I can pizza all the way down, which is great because I don't it's, fall, but my quads are killing me. Right. I just want to go down and glide. Yeah. But my mind no, is telling me, get out on your toes. Get out on your toes. And I go... I'm not getting out on my toes, so I lean back. I just, and, and you know, other sports are like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's like this motor memory. You're, and and I'm not getting out of it. Yeah, I'm not getting on my toes. I want to, because it'd be not, much more pleasant going down there. Sure. But no, I got a pizza now. I, I think Mama's got some video of you that that probably I was could teaching make people how to fall gracefully going backwards. <laughs> going backwards. Not on purpose. You know the the ski dancers that kind of pirouette and do spins and like flip on their poles. I was leaving the house in Montana, and I was going down this little slope to get to the the ski runs. And somehow, the question is how I don't know. I ended up backwards, <laughs> but I was still up. But I knew I was in deep trouble because I didn't know what, I didn't know how to stop. And I just. And is, I, do you stop going back? Is, no. is there post production on this? Because we could probably get the video. I would love I don't, to see the video. Uh, we can we can edit it in there. If you want to send it over for sure. I, I did it on purpose. That's the story, and he's sticking to it. But, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's about experience, right? Like it, it's a hundred hundred percent experience. You think there are some things that are are universal, like the mindset. Um, work ethic, some of those things. I think I'm doing a good job explaining because we'll talk kind of about what's going on in beach volleyball. And I'm trying to put it like in a language that Brett obviously understands and, and that's football. And I start, you know, it's kind of like, and then I hear him talk about football, like 28 Texan, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I do not. Yeah, oh, I do not understand what how. Because yeah. most of it didn't mean much to me either. I said, <laughs> I said, just get open. Do I really have to call a play that has eighteen words in it? Brown left tight, close Z right, sprint right solid Z quick drag. 
Yeah, and like, I was like, when I first heard that, I was like, can you repeat that again? No habla espanol. That's what it was like. And, and But after all that, what it meant was everyone blocks but me and one receiver who came in motion and went right to the flat, to the front pylon of the end zone, and I threw it to him. So that was it. And at the time, it was our receiver, Sterling Sharp. So I said, why can't we just say Sterling Pylon? Right. Yeah, why? Too easy. And Mike Holmgren, our coach, said, because we call it brown left tight close, Z right, sprint right, solid Z quick drag. If you don't like it, go play somewhere else. And I said, I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, we don't oh, have man. plays like that. No. No. I think some of our, um, like, well, we're talking about, like, things being complicated. I'm playing defense uh, for the last, what, three years or so, split blocking. And I'm a blocker. And I feel like I'm just right now learning defense. Like, mm-hmm. I'm starting to figure it out. Played this game my whole life. You know, you're always playing defense sometimes when you're playing beach volleyball. It's so complicated. And it, it's it, a different world back there. It's as there. complicated as you want to make it, though. Like, a, as deep as you want to get into it. True. The plays don't have to be that complicated, but there's probably a reason that there's 18 words in it, right? I don't know. Someone, <laughs> someone looked into it and, and I think thought so a, deeply and made it that complicated. I do think, and Mike Holmgren was a great coach, but I do think that there's a lot to be said for being simple. I think that there's, there's times where you need to be technical in how you coach or how you look at things. Yeah. But in the end, if you're prepared and physically and mentally where you know what to do, it's really about, success is really about not thinking when it's time to play. Mm-hmm. Because if you're thinking too much when it's, when it's game time, you're, you're way behind. Right. You just got to let it, you just react. I mean, like, like using skiing, and I really suck as a skier, but like the great skiers, whether it be, you know, a, a race or, you know, you're trying to beat your time or, uh, I don't even know all the races in skiing, but the you just it just happens. Yeah, you don't go. Okay, I got to do this. I got to duck, and yeah, it's and, too late and, by then. Yeah, if you thought about it, it's too late. You just got to yeah. react. Yeah, and and that comes from preparation. And I, I I I've talked to numerous athletic teams over the course of my retirement, and I've always said the same thing to them. The, one of the greatest touchdowns I've ever thrown was my first home game as Viking. We are playing 49ers at home. We'd just beaten Cleveland the week before, so we're 1-0. We're playing the 49ers, who at the time were just okay. Uh, and we're down with a minute eight to go. We got 85 yards to go, no timeouts. We need a touchdown. A field goal would have been different, but we needed a touchdown. And I threw a 30, 33-, 35-yard touchdown with no time on the clock. And I never even saw the finish of the play. I got drilled in the back. I just saw a guy sprinting that way, and I threw it there. And I heard the crowd react, and I said, that's a good reaction. (laughs) But in 100% honesty, I had envisioned making that play before somewhere in, in, you know, previous years. 
daydreaming or whatever. I think Tri had envisioned you making that play too. Oh yeah, somewhere, <laughs> sometime before. No, I'll, I'll be honest with you. When the, I wish he was with the Vikings, and then you were. My college coach who recruited me was offensive line coach at Southern Miss. Set me down on my first start, and I was 17 years old. We were playing Texas A&M in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, I was three weeks away from being 18. They were number three in the country. And I thought, hell, we can beat them. Now, there's a lot to be said about being naive. But he said, son, and he talked with a list. He said, son, I want you to come over here and sit down at the field house with me and I want to talk to you a little bit. Now, he was kind of a analytical, deep thinker. At 17, that's the last thing you want to sit down and visit right, yeah. with. You know, yeah, okay, coach. He said, son, I want you to remember something, psycho-cybernetics. And I said, this guy's on whiskey or something. Right. I didn't, crack wasn't around at the time. <laughs> but he said, I want you to envision yourself making the plays before you make them. Play the game before you play it. See the defense, how you know you study and you, you envision. He walked through it in your room. Man, it went in one ear and out the other. And then in year 10 or 12 in pro football, it kind of dawned on me. I'm like, study the plays, picture the defense. Brian Erlacher across from me calling out the signals. You know what it's like in Soldier Field. So envision the wind blowing, it's dark, they're screaming at you. And that shit works, man. It works. You know, I was talking to girls basketball at Southern Miss not too long ago. The head coach is a good friend of mine and my wife. She asked if I'd come talk to the team, and, I, and that's I, I told them exactly what I told you. And I said, call me crazy, let it go in one ear and out the other, because I did. I said, but I'm telling you, when you get up there and you got two free throws to make to either win the game or tie it, and it's, it's either all or nothing. I mean, you shooting these two shots, there's no time left on the clock. Get in your room, get in your apartment, whatever, no one has and, and visualize yourself doing whatever it is you do and see the shot go in. And I said, you'll be amazed that you'll, you'll make it and you'll go, I've been here before. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's hard to do it when you, you haven't prepared mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I can relate to that too. Like um, when it comes to serving at the end of matches, I remember being younger, end of a match, keep the serving. You don't want to be that person that misses the serve at the end of the match. Um, but then as I got older, I was like, I want to be the guy that goes for it. And then just having decided that at one point in my life, like, okay, what, next time the game's on the line, like crowd's going, it was more indoors at that time. I'm going to go for it. And I did. And, and that was like freeing. Cause it was like, I already decided. But you allowed your mind right to yeah. buy yeah. into, yeah. you saw yourself yeah. doing that where exactly. it had you not the, the flip side is your balls are in your throat. <laughs> right, because the pressure is so intense, and you you do, you're so afraid to fail. I mean, we, we all, to a certain degree, are afraid afraid of failure. I think that's what motivates us to a certain. But when you mentally prepare yourself, and you you've been there before, you go, man, I'm ready for this. This is what I prepared myself for. Mm-hmm. Then you turn it loose, and then good things happen more often than not. That's not to say every time you'll succeed. Yeah. But when you see yourself doing it, rather than all of a sudden you're in that position, like. I, you mean I got to make the two free throws? Right, yeah. I was right. hoping someone else was going to be shooting them. You try to think your way through it in the moment. It's, it's a like lot it's of, too late. Most of the time, bad things happen. Yeah, right. What about like um, like big moments? Like now you're in the Super Bowl or you're in the finals. Or, you know, I, how I, think it's, I think it's no different. I think 
I think the the wrong thing to do is change your preparation for a game, regardless of what sport it is, for, for one game when you did it a different way to get to that point. Yeah. I think you gotta find you gotta find a way to stay in the moment. I mean, the Super Bowl obviously has gotten to be so huge. It, it's like the game is almost secondary. It's like, oh, by the way, there's a game tonight. Right. <laughs> um, but you can't get you you get you get caught up in the moment a little bit. But I think you have to kind of, and this this comes probably more than anything from coaching or from people around you to keep you grounded. Say, hey man, you got here because of doing this. Mm-hmm. Don't. No, oh, I got to do something different. No, you don't. The only thing you need to do is play the way you've played. And if we're the best team, then we'll win. Mm-hmm. But when you start trying to do something out of the box, that especially, you know, football, you now it's seventeen game season. You do something one way, and it gets you to that point, and you go, I got to, I got to elevate my game. I always hear guys say it. And there's playoffs now. We got to right. pick it up. Yeah. Like, where in the hell's that been? We needed that week eight, you know, where we could have gotten home field advantage had we'd have won that game. Maybe had a game off. Yeah, yeah I exactly. mean, I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, so I think, I think you do what, what got you there right. and stay with it. Yeah, I remember uh, Pete Carroll was at SC when I was there coaching. They were like just at the end of their crazy run with Reggie Bush and all them, and. Uh, he came in and talked to us before we went to the Final Four, and that's like basically exactly what he said. He said, do what got you there. Don't change anything. Um, and then it's funny because we went to the Final Four two years later, and I remember specifically our coach changing everything. Try it. Your short serve's great. Do it every time. I'm like, well, my short serve's good because they don't know it's coming. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, Murph, hit the crap out. You know, every, we changed yeah. everything, and we choked. We lost, we're the ones who mm-hmm. lost to Santa Barbara. You know, I could have a ring right now uh, if it wasn't for that. And it, but a good lesson, like, because I've gotten to play going forward. So, Coach, there, there's, a good, there's a good one to yeah. remember. There's a, there's a saying yeah. in football, kiss. Yeah. Kiss. <laughs> Keep that away simple, somewhere. Stupid. Don't change it. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. I, I coached high school two years as office coordinator after I retired, kind of. The head coach is a friend of mine, and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like something I was dying to do. And I called two of my buddies, Doug Peterson and Ty Detmer, who were coaching high school at the time. And I said, and I'm not the head coach, so I'm not involved in all the other stuff. I said, just, I said, I, I know I need to be careful not to overcomplicate things because I got all this football knowledge mm-hmm. and I'm coaching high school kids. I said, but give me, what bit of advice would you give me? And they both said the same thing, kiss. And I was like, do what? They said, keep it simple, stupid. And I had three plays, I had three pages of plays, three pages, that's not a lot. The playbook in in pro football is about like that, which is ridiculous. (laughs) Because you only run like, you only throw the ball on average 30, 35 times, but you got 300 passes you got to study. I I, I never got it. I don't understand. But I had three pages and I know we got to go so I'll I'll end with this but, and it's a funny story but I, so my first day I had three pages I had probably eight plays nine plays I had a, half the sheet was a diagram of the play and how we called it so I walk out to practice and 
the, the right receiver far out was the Z. The next guy in was Y. We went, ran a spread offense, so everybody was spread out. The left side was A, was the inside receiver, and the outside guy was X. And I said, I'm going to make it easy for you guys. I said, guys, all my Zs get over here to the right. So 12 guys or so go over to the right. And I said, listen, you're always going to line up on the numbers. I'm, I'm thinking Doug and Ty said, keep it simple, stupid. I said, said, you're never going to move from that spot. You're always on the numbers on the right-hand side. Kid raised his hand. And I, I, I kind of went to the next room. And this kid was... <laughs> Finally, I turned back and I said, yeah, son, you got a question? He said, yes, sir. I'm a Z. I said, yep. What, what's your question? He said, so I'm always on the right-hand side on the numbers. I said, you got it. He says, what happens when we switch sides on the field? And I was like, I was smart. <laughs> I, 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 I was really like, he got, that was a great question. That I said, what do you mean if we flip sides? Like He goes, we're going that way, coach. And the quarter's <laughs> over, and we turn around and go that way. I said, so like, we turn around this way. I said, which side is the right side? And he, he's kind of, he, he, I said, turn around. And he, oh, it's over here. I said, that's where your ass goes, right side. <laughs> we go that way, you're on the right side, on the numbers. And I thought to myself, I thought that that was Kiss. <laughs> but as coaches, so, we do frequently. You think sometimes it cannot be any simpler than I just explained it. And you got a question like that. It's always, always. Yeah. I don't know if I'll get into coaching. <laughs> um, but I know, yeah, I know you guys got to get, get to dinner. Um, but, coach, you guys, you got any. Well, well t first of all, tell us about the, the tournament that you guys are playing. Like, what is it that you guys are running for? I'm, I'm trying to – I'm learning the system. Mm -hmm. I think in California they, they do it a little bit differently. Like, they're okay with triangular-type stuff, quad-type stuff. Like, we're, we'll play back-to-back -back days. Like, we'll go to LSU or we'll host or we'll go to Florida State. Right. And we'll play a Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, here it's more of kind of a one-off thing. But I think it's because there are teams right down the road that – can come on any given day and play. Are you guys playing in Manhattan? We are. Um, we're, we're up at Pepperdine. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're up at Pepperdine Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then um, Johnny's hosting us, Loyal Marymount, Friday. Okay. Yep. Um, and so Pepperdine will play Pep and Long Beach State. It didn't work out to have another team at LMU, but they're a great team. So we'll yeah. play them twice and get better. Twice yeah. as good. Heck yeah. Um, and then we're going to cruise up to, to Slow. And play against Cal Poly. Raji. Uh, yeah. He might know a thing or two about volleyball and coaching. <laughs> yeah. We're going to find out. <laughs> the professor. It, yeah. Um, but playing them, uh, Cal Berkeley will be there in Santa Clara along nice. with some other teams. Those are the three That's we'll play. But, yeah. Let me know if you need a scouting report. Yeah, Come on. We'll, we'll take <laughs> it all. I know all of them. So we got to crawl before we walk. Well, it does go back to that. Like, I, I talked to a good friend of mine and, and great friend, also like great volleyball mind and, and coach on the world tour. And, and he's like, are you doing this? Are you doing that? I'm like, we just had our first fall season. Like you do have to walk before you run. Mm -hmm. And I think how much we put on their plate and 
we don't get it right all the time, but mm -hmm. I think we have to incrementally increase yeah. the load. 100%. Because um, if I just dumped everything and, and tried to put what I know into them, then they are going to freeze and they're going to get bogged down and they're going to be overthinking. I think sometimes that's we have we run into the, we run into that issue anyway. But yeah, yeah, it it is uh, like we call him Dodgeball Jared. There's a story behind it. Um, but we were sitting there at LSU and LMU was there playing, and I was like, "You think it's kind of funny that LMU's got John Mayer?" Pretty good pro player, like played a little bit on the world tour, had mm -hmm. some success. Yep. Angie Akers is the assistant. Not too shabby. <laughs> played played at a pretty high level. Had some moderate success coaching this past year or two. Right. Um, and then, you know, a huge step down to Kelly Reeves, you know. <laughs> All American collegiate player, like <laughs> doing her thing on the pros and and like pretty pretty solid coaching staff. And then we got a guy from Kansas, a guy from Mississippi, and a girl working on her PhD from Tennessee. Like, eh. you guys but, got it. But that's why it's fun, and yeah, uh, yeah we just got to find different avenues and, yeah. and find different ways to be great. So some of your players are texting me right now, Sean, saying, "Tell We're coach, tell coach <laughs> to update the the dinner plan. Are we deviating from the initial plan? Which we are. And that's partly my fault because I'd set up yeah. a dinner." As, as I told you guys, yeah. in a different place. I mean, it, they're it's going to be good. They're, they're foaming at the mouth right now. Oh, they're dying. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get we, you guys to that yeah. dinner then. We have young women that eat like 13-year-old boys. Oh, like, yeah. Um, hey, when you're running around in that sand, especially <laughs> this Hermosa me. sand. He used to cook for me at that sand. You need four I dinners. You, I know how Pierce eats. <laughs> yeah. I've seen her at practice. It's, <laughs> it's like all of them. Like, yeah. Yeah. They can hammer food, so. Yeah. Well, you guys better get going and yeah. eating, but uh, we really appreciate you guys coming on. And, no, uh, man, it's yeah. good it's to have fun. Fun. Yeah, It's fun to see it's you fun. guys, you know, bringing up a program like that that yeah. you never think would be a, a good beach volleyball program. Obviously, you're, you coming to the sport in general is actually a big deal for any of us. Just just caring about our sport, coming from a major sport. Well, I think it's another great opportunity for girls, and I have two girls. I yeah. have uh, three grandsons, but I have two daughters, and... I grew up with three brothers and a sister, and my sister always got the short end of the stick. Mm -hmm. The only good thing about my sister was she made two on two. Oh, right, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, you're on his team, and we're playing tackle football. <laughs> you know, so when I when I had girls, uh, I knew they were not going to play football, and I wanted them to feel special like I did playing yeah. football all those years. And our youngest daughter, who's playing on the team, is like, Dad, whatever you do. Stay in the background. Don't. I'm like, look, I'll, I'll, I'll try to charter a plane, fly y'all out the West Coast. No. You know, that's, uh, you know, which I appreciate. Yeah. But um, building facilities or helping build facilities on campus. I mean, everyone thinks I'd build an indoor football uh, practice, which I'd, I think we desperately need. Mm. But if I don't, you know, stick my neck out there for the girls, who is? Yeah. yeah, and and I'm proud of that. So for sure, yeah, no, and I mean, volleyball as a whole is a female sport. It's female driven. If it wasn't for the girls, I wouldn't have a job. Uh, people, they, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> not, right. We're all in the same boat there. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Good yeah. to see what you guys are doing. Appreciate you guys yeah. coming out and 
Best of luck. Hopefully Excited we're at Gulf right? Shores in, in the coming years. Yeah. Yeah, we're really. competing for the national championship. Mm-hmm. Well, it swings out here pretty soon. Oh, really? Oh, does yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Gulf Shores was really, uh, it's really a nice venue. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. odd to have it out there when everything's like the Mecca is here. But that's here. what makes it so cool is like flying out there, like for us Well, at least, it's a change it's of so pace, cool. yeah. yeah. And it's a nice place. Yeah. Well, and, and they do a good job of putting yeah, the, the young women front and center and making yeah. it. Which they should. Yeah. yeah. Even the TV broadcast is good. Yeah. yeah. I've never on seen that in person. Everything. They're going to bring it out to Cali? That's the word on the street. So I don't know if Gulf Shores will let it go. Where? Huntington Beach. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe they'll go back and forth because I think it needs to stay at Gulf Shores at least alternate. Because yeah, they've done a really good job with it. I think they need to bring a pro event out there. Nebraska has baseball. Nebraska has beach. Oklahoma has softball. Like, Gulf Shore is a pretty good beach volleyball. So, I love it. Yeah. Let's keep growing. All right. Well, thank Let's you go guys. eat. Thanks, guys. Parker. Appreciate it. Go eat. Shoot. Shout out to Parker for uh, playing us out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>